Hey, this is Kendra Whitaker Shine. And I'm Crystal Alston. Welcome to Sisters. Thank you for joining us on another Sisters podcast. I am joined by my remarkable co-host, Miss Kendra, and we are happy to have another special guest with us today. She is our good sister, Miss Christina Hartsfield. Hey, Christina. Hi, ladies. Ladies, we've had some intense conversations over the last few weeks. And today we're going to have a conversation about our sisters and what it means to have self-confidence. So first things first, let's go to God and thank him for just being who he is before we jump into this conversation for the day. Father God, thank you for showing up for us again for another Sisters episode. It's Friday, and you've allowed us to make it through the end of the week. We are so thankful for you. We are so thankful for showing up for us. We're thankful for our guest speakers today. We're thankful for our listeners who um, who take the time out of their day to listen to our, our, our crazy voices, Father God. Thank you for the topic that you've laid on our hearts, Father God, and just thank you for um, thank you for being a God who loves his daughters. We ask that you use this time to glorify your name. We ask that we will speak about things that draw us back to you, Father God, and we we pray that um, those listening to our voices will 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 hear something about you and want to grow closer to you. We thank you for loving us in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen. Amen. So, Christina, we're excited yeah. to have you. <laughs> we're so excited to have you. Yeah, I really, I really am. I'm so happy for you, ladies. I've, you know, been around you all for a long time, and I'm, I, well, you know, long enough. And I've seen, you know, dreams manifested, and and you know, the growth and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm so happy, and I wouldn't miss supporting you all anything so i'm happy oh thank you <laughs> so <laughs> so that um that that really gets me excited about why you're here because i think because of that the way you you know just say how you can support us has to so much to do with our topic for the day um so i'm excited yeah. to dive into that and um but first let's get an introduction let's find out who you even are you want to tell us about yourself yeah, so I am, uh, I guess, simply, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I, um, I am a creative person, I'm a professional, I'm a working mother, so it's, you know, I go to work every day, uh, come home, and well, no, I am home because I telework, but, you know, I, I still work you know, when I get home. So it's like, I'm working all day long, but you know, um, I like to consider myself a great friend. Uh, I'm a caring person, but you know, I really, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm a professional designer, urban designer and, and urban planner. So, uh, it, you know, it, it's a, so many things I could say, but you know, just to sum it up, uh, I'm a, a full woman. <laughs> oh, I like that. With a full plate of things going on. So uh, <laughs> that's who I am. 
good that's a good recap of I, it, I second much of that most of it all of it really I second me too it. and i like i'm a full woman i i like that that was that was profound it, it's full of around here <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't let up Right. So, uh, yeah. So, Christina, Kendra and I have both known you for a little while. And again, we agree that you exude a very strong but humbling self-confidence. And so by that to our listeners, for those of you who don't know Christina, Christina is that friend who um, is very, I call her smooth. So she's very chill. Um, she's very, very much about her business, her, let, let me say this, her God, her family and her business. And she's one of those, like, take it or leave it. Like, I'm going to be me who, no matter what you need or who you are, like, I'm, I'm confident in my skin and, but she's not cocky. So she's, she's not one to walk around beating her chest. If you need something from her, from her, she will be there for you. But at the same time, she gonna let you do you. Did I, did I, did I describe her well, uh, Kendra? Yes, absolutely. It's so funny because then when I hear you say smooth, I, I kind of picture, um, you know, how in those older movies like uh, Woman of Brewster Place or Crooklyn or any of those, and they describe, there's this scene where somebody drives up in the car and their leg gets out first. Yeah, <laughs> right? Right in the top down. That's right, right. You know, there's this banging car pulling up, and you know something about it. whoever's getting out of that car is going to be legit. The truth, right? right. So. Under, maybe right. <laughs> yeah. So, so Christina, yeah. Uh, that yeah that's who I picture and you know um you definitely exude that and when I when I remember when I see those scenes I like I know someone who feels good about themselves is getting out of that car someone who knows who they are is getting out of that car and that's what um what the the type of presence and energy that you bring to our sisterhood oh that's so nice <laughs> Every now and then I come up with something nice to say. Every now and then, don't expect it to work. It really, you know, it's, it makes me feel good to just know that um, people see that, you know, see that in me because you just never know how you are perceived, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, at least for me, I don't, I don't know, always know how I'm perceived. Um, a lot of that can, you know, come off kind of hard, you know, like she just, you know, I, I don't know, like with my my stature, and I guess for your listeners, I'm six feet tall. Um, I have a, you know, some uh, harsh, harder ways, I guess, about me, uh, ways of being. So like sometimes that um, I don't sense like a smoothness, but like I hearing from other people, it's like a, you know, hardness or something like that. But it's, it's good to know I that those are harsh. Like you know, um, like a hardness, you know, like some people, okay, you know, might be like you sense like a softness about them. Oh, they're gonna be so friendly and so loving and this and that. But like without knowing me, I've certainly um, heard from other people that I got the impression that I, you know, that they got the impression that I was just, you know, like a, you know, You're intimidating. 
Intimidating, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's nice to know that for those people who do know me uh, well, that like I have a, you know, a smoothness. I like smooth. <laughs> and I do, you know, the confidence that I do exude is not something that, um, you know, as it appears initially, is not intimidating. Um, and that is something that, you know, it's friendly or welcoming or whatever it, you know, it might be. So Christina, would you consider yourself as someone who is self-confident? Yeah, I, I definitely, um, I feel like I'm, I'm certainly, I have a level of confidence about me. Um, and it, it definitely has matured throughout my life. It, it wasn't something that I was born with. Um, and, you know, certainly speaking about my stature again, you know, I was, <clears throat> I was always like the tallest person in my class. So for me, it brought a lot of attention and I didn't know what to do with that attention. So it was like, oh my gosh, let me cower down. And my mom used to talk about how I used to like, you know, slump my shoulders and just kind of want to be in the crowd and cower my stature, lower my stature to fit in. So it wasn't something that has always like the self-confidence and just, you know, being comfortable in this skin it wasn't always something that, you know, was there, but it, you know, grew and matured over time throughout life experiences and, um, you know, people, people that you deal with that give you confidence, you know, hearing what you two just said about me certainly is a confidence booster. So, um, and, and, and honestly, and then just uh, being a person of faith and believing, you know, and, and God and, that God, you know, created me, you know, designed me as me, you know, not to say that I came out the womb perfect, but like, you know, it's certain things about me that I can't change, you know, I, I, these stretch marks on me for being so tall, I can't change that, you know, this coarse hair that comes out of my scalp, like kinky and coily and tangled, I can't change that, and you know, that's, that's not my design, that's God's design. So at a certain point, you know, I had to accept this is me. And while there are certainly things that I can work on and, you know, just be better, make better, uh, you know, like the, the things that are essential to my core, uh, that's me. So I need to accept and embrace it. Um, and love it because if I don't love it, nobody else is going to love it. If I don't call it fly and beautiful and all that, you know, nobody else is going to do it. So uh, that's that's partially, you know, where that confidence comes from. But I, I certainly would consider myself self-confident um, because I, I, that I embody that. So let's go back a little bit because you spoke about, your, you know, the way your, your mom said you used to slump in your shoulders. I can imagine being a tall kid, the tall kid in class in elementary and junior high. That could have been, were you always the tallest kid in class? Um, always up until middle school. Okay. I was the tallest child. I have a, fifth, a, a picture of me in the fifth grade and I was the, like at least by a foot, the tallest person in my class. Well, I guess you weren't bullied then. <laughs> 
Uh, oddly enough, well, it's not odd, but yes, I was because people would challenge me. Right. You know, mm -hmm. so people would challenge like, oh, you, you big girl, so you must be <laughs> fighting, you know, so people would come for me because I stood out. So mm -hmm. um, I had to really address that or deal with that, you know, and I, I never really shied away or was, you know, afraid, but I'm, I'm not a person who, you know, wants to, I'm not a fighter like that, you know, even though I can defend myself, I just, I'm not, you know, one of those types. That's, the point. That's not my personality to be so, you know, ready to fight and ready, you know, to whatever. So, um, so yeah, like, like I was up until the fifth grade, up until the sixth grade, I was always the tallest person. So Christina, in elementary school, you know, I would have been at the very front of the line and you would have been at the very back. So I was trying to walk on my tippy toes to be taller and you walking, like trying to, <laughs> you crouching down. So we would have both had some issues in elementary school because I wanted to switch places with you because right. to this day, I'm, I'm five two. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't happening. <laughs> but that's the thing, you never, you, you, you want to be what, until you get that confidence, you want to be what you're not, what you perceive is the best or the more, the most beautiful. And like, you know, if, if, just if we sticking with height, if average height is what's acceptable and comfortable and like nobody's bothering average height folk, then you want to be average height. So, you know, it's not until you determine that like, I'm tall and I like it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's when you start to get that confidence around. Well, for me, I started to get that confidence around, you know, like this, this body that I was putting in. Mm. that's really good it's interesting that crystal crystal would have been the shortest and guys we probably get tongue-tied because between crystal Kendra and christina we right. we right. probably get tongue-tied a bit in this conversation but right. with crystal being the shortest and christina being the tallest and here i stand right here in the middle of that quote-unquote average i stand <laughs> for a position where it's like oh it's like i had to fight this oh i'm just average i'm just you know like wow sitting in the middle so it's the grass is always greener on the other yeah, side and somebody absolutely. else because i'm like i wish i was taller you know you could be a model if you were taller not that i was trying to be a model but i'm just saying you could do this if you were taller or if i was shorter i could have been a gymnast someone told mm -hmm. me that <laughs> you know so yeah. there's, it's, it's it's interesting that you know everybody's looking at it like you said perspective wise of how it might be better if we were someone else's something <laughs> That's yeah. pretty interesting. I never, I never thought about the people in the middle. I thought they didn't have any issues. So it's this middle like, syndrome. yeah. I, and even for the tall folks, I'm like, they ain't got no issues. Like they can beat up whomever's talking trash. Like I'm the one up here in the front. I gotta defend myself. I'm a, the first time somebody swing. Like I'm, I'm I got a duck. <laughs> Right. You don't. You have to know. I didn't, I didn't know y'all had it like that. I didn't know y'all was going through PTSD back then. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. It's, it's, mm -hmm. you know, again, you until you come to the understanding of like really valuing yourself. Yeah. Um, you, you, many of us are kind of in this place where, you know, we just want to be uh, something else. And then, you know, like I said, it, 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 that's why I say the confidence had to mature. I didn't, you know, my mother wasn't someone who just 
I mean, my mother, she was, you know, had a strong personality and, you know, she, well, my upbringing is, uh, it, it certainly cultivated the confidence that I have, but, you know, it, it was certainly something that, you know, it, it latched on, but being in your social environment is also something that you have to deal with. So, like I said, it wasn't until, um, you know, I went to, I, I got around like folks, my, my height, my age, and quite honestly, when the guy started checking me out, because I stood out, <laughs> so I was like, oh, this ain't so bad. So I can deal with this. So, can I ask, was your, could you just mention your upbringing, your surroundings, which I want to talk about your mom a little bit, um, if that's mm -hmm. okay. Like, was your mom also tall? Did she, is she also self-confident? Can you tell us about how that worked? Yeah, so my mother is not tall. <laughs> She's, uh, no disrespect, the average height. <laughs> little people. All right. But my mother was, um, you know, my mother, she's a very, uh, she has a very, I would, you know, I wouldn't say strong personality, but my mother exudes a lot of strength. Um, you know, I mentioned, you know, to you before, like my mother, she, for all of her career, she worked at the shipyard as a welder until she advanced and became a supervisor. And then she became an instructor of welding. And for me, it wasn't anything special. You know, my mother's going to work every day. So that's what I saw. You know, she's going to work in steel toe boots and a hard hat. And, you know, she's not dressed enough. She puts on no makeup, you know, to go to work. And she's just going to work with her backpack, right, riding her bike to work from home. And that's what I saw. So, you know, it wasn't until I got older that I realized, man, my mother was really like up against these men because you know being a welder is a male dominated field and you know my mother you know she just she went to work and worked hard and um that was an example that I saw at an early age that you know my mother you know it it, it wasn't like I, I gotta be this feminine kind of my mother didn't have like a feminine appearance however my mother was she was certain to you know tell me like no like if you have on a a, a sleeveless shirt like your bra strap is not showing like mm -hmm. if you're gonna wear nail polish it better not be chipped and cracked and all this stuff your nails better look good so my mother she definitely wanted you know made sure that like her appearance my appearance all, my brother's appearance like that we you know had a a we were we were well you know we looked good but my mother just never passed down that like feminine um daintiness that you know some mothers pass down to their children so um you know that was that was one of the things that i got from my mother and then my mother she's she's certainly one that never like pacifies feelings so um, if I'm being, you know, transparent, even like the, this week, me and my mother had a, a conversation that got kind of heated because, um, you know, I'm, you know, 38 weeks on Monday, 38 weeks pregnant. And we were discussing the details of, you know, my father-in-law coming up here or her coming up here to be 
you know, in the house for, you know, Caleb, my son, when he, like, when we go into the hospital and, you know, I told her, I said, yeah, you know, I just, I definitely can't take him in there because of hospital policies. And I certainly want to, wouldn't want him to be in there listening to me hollering and screaming. And she was like, hollering and screaming? Like, why would you be hollering and screaming? <laughs> hollering and screaming when I had you and, and your brother. I said, we're not talking about you. <laughs> and it's labor. Like, people holler and scream. Why is that something that, you know, you turn your nose up at? And then at another point, I was like, yeah, you know, um, I, you know, I, I'm still on the fence about getting the epidural, you know, but the first time I got an epidural because, you know, they induced my labor and it was so intense and I just, you know, I got the epidural. She was like, I, I was induced with your brother. I didn't get an epidural. I didn't get an epidural with you. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. She didn't scream and holler without an epidural. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. And, and then at the end of all that, she told me to soldier up. And Whoa. That's, yep. That's, yep. That's a, can I can I just say that I appreciate you sharing this story? Because I sometimes I feel like I'm the only one having that conversation with my mother. Because I've been told the same thing. Epidural. I ain't had no epidural. I had three kids. You, you, look. Hey, and that was you. Like that was Please. your life. Right. <laughs> And that's that's the thing, and I really had to tell my mother. So I mean, I'm sharing all this because this is like the type of mother I have. Yeah. She's loving. She's like the mother that like all the friends love. She cooks and bakes and all of this stuff. But my mother, she was not a a a softy, you know. So like. I didn't get softy or softness from that mother figure. And, um, you know, it, it really, I guess that in a way, you know, contributed to the confidence I have because, you know, in a way it just taught me not to be like, not be weak. I don't want to phrase this, but it, in a way like to, to, it, it taught me to like power through stuff. Like don't, don't just give up. Don't show too much vulnerability. Don't, don't um, settle for being weak. Like if you're sick, if you, you know, have body aches, like try to get through it, you know, because you can get through it. Mind over matter and all of that stuff. And, you know, that's the type of person my mother was, is. And, you know, hopefully <laughs> in part of the conversation that we had a few days ago, you know, I'm trying to get her to see that, like, you know, everybody's not like you and stop comparing folks, you know, to your experience because everybody's experience is, is different. Um, but that certainly is something that I know has rubbed off on me because I am that way. If I'm in a setting, I want, you know, I, I am a hard worker. I am someone who is very thorough and, you know, any task that I approach, if I'm cleaning, I want it clean right. If I'm dusting, I want it dusted right. If I'm doing a report, anything on my job, I, I'm a thorough person and I work hard at it. And I know I get that from my mother um, without the, you know, I can't do it. I don't know what to do. And like making a bunch of excuses, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, I guess tying that back to confidence, it, it really just 
I guess that strength, you know, being a strong, and I don't want to say a, a strong woman because, you know, like I said, we all have different experiences and our thresholds are all different. And like what's strong for me may not be what's strong for somebody else. It may be lower, maybe higher, but you know, that knowing that I can do stuff and having the example set before me that like what may not be for women to do or deem like a woman's task or woman's job, um, A, having seen it done in my mother and other females in my family um, has certainly let me know like, no, I, I can do it. Like I, at the very least I can try to do it. And then once you do it and achieve, it's like, I can do it. So like, I'm not gonna sit here and cower and pretend like, you know, I don't know how to be to, you know, to, to reach towards my own greatness. So, you know, I, in, in most cases and instances, you know, I try to do that. I try to reach towards my own greatness and just test to see my limits. And that's, that's a part of being confident to just see how far you can actually push yourself and, and just at the very least to try it and not, you know, not let your mind tell you I can't do it mm -hmm. because, you know, society or my parents or my whatever, my upbringing told me I can't. It's like, at the very least, try it. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how I approach life. I, Christina, I, I can relate to you um, so, so much of what you just said. Because I, I grew up the same way that, you know, and my mom and I, you know, we have our conversations today, but I will say the, the woman that I am today is because I watched her, I, I, I never saw my mother like cower or um, even if she was defeated, I didn't know it. There, to me, in my eyes as a little girl, there was nothing that she couldn't do. Right. So I took that same approach into my into you know my young life and then into adulthood like there's when people you know when I was working and working a nine to five and I remember I took a um uh, I took a, a decrease in salary so that I could be able to spend more time with family and I remember the recruiter at the time said um you take this position it's a support role but no one like really leaves this position there's no upward growth Mm -hmm. um, no really moving forward. You're going to be stuck here. And immediately, I don't, I thought for a while, for a second, I thought it was egotistical, but I kind of have this mentality. I was like, and I said out loud, no, that doesn't apply to me. And, yeah. and he looked at me like, excuse me. And I said, no, that doesn't apply to me. And I, and I meant it very respectfully yeah. because it did not apply to me. I don't know what everybody else was doing, but <laughs> you're yeah. not going to determine you know, how far my career goes. God yeah. determines that I determine that, right? Yeah. My manager doesn't even determine that. My head of my department is not going to determine that. And so I, and I, I went back home later and I was like, oh my goodness, that was like, you haven't even, got, you haven't even signed the offer letter yet. Like, why would you say that? And I thought about, you know, just what, you know, what I was taught from my mom, what I watched, it was like, no, you ain't got to deal with that. Like, right. no. If you want something, go go get it. It may be challenging, but you can do it. Like put your big girl draws yeah. on and go handle your business. But right. you, like you said, you have to 
you gotta at least try like sitting in and even you contemplate it you think about it you gotta cry over that's fine but you need to stop it you need i hear my my mom's voice all the time all right time to get moving like that's what i hear her saying to me so i can definitely relate so two things well one i want to know how your father played a role in this like where did he fit in based on sounds like your mom was very influential um and so yeah i I would love to hear how he yeah so like i mean honestly my whole household my whole family was influential and um it really kind of, it's not the first time I thought about it, but, you know, even and just thinking about having this conversation with you two, I thought about like, hmm, how influential was my brother? But like my father, he, um, he was definitely, he, he was a, a, a military man, you know, and he had military ways. Like, you know, it wasn't a, I was not a daddy's girl. I was, you know, a child and the child respects the parent and you will respect me. And it's plenty of times I've heard like, you don't have to love me, but you will respect me. And, um, you know, so my dad for a long time, early in my childhood, he had that kind of like militant kind of harshness. And it really wasn't until we got back, um, and to go on to church and my dad really started to like evaluate himself spiritually that he changed which you know changed a lot kind of in our family dynamic but you know in that whole uh i guess militant way of, way of being like my dad or just his way of being he didn't raise me to be like the girl so you know my my brother was cutting grass i was cutting grass he washed dishes, I washed dishes. Uh, his cho- like the children have chores. It wasn't like a, a boy thing, girl thing. It was like- the Boys y'all. take out trash, girls, you know, do the, All set the table. So, <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, it wasn't that um, he, there were assigned things for his daughter. It was like, you know, things need to get done. My children are gonna do it. So, um, you know, I was, a, I did, you know, things, you know, that I guess you, like, again, again, with cutting the grass, you know, I started thinking like, man, boys might cut grass, but I was definitely out there pushing that lawnmower. <laughs> but, um, and then I remember, <laughs> quick story, I was doing it in the summer and like the, the bus for the kids who was in summer school rode past and like, everybody was clowning me. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. But, I appreciate that because, you know, so many things that my dad taught me that uh, certainly gave me independence um, and not that dependent way of thinking where I need a man to be able to complete my life or complete certain things in my life. Um, But fortunately, because of my household dynamics, it was watching my mother as a wife that didn't, that gave me the, the, I guess, perspective of, you know, I am, I can be independent, I can be strong, I can be um, resilient and like a worker and a DIYer and whatever, but like, you know, as a wife, you know, I do believe that my husband is the head of my household. 
And my mother always showed that. And my mother and all, you know, being a welder and, you know, quite honestly, many times making the most money in the house, my father was always like the head of the household. You know, he made the last decision. Um, you know, it was, we, we did get spankings, whippings, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, she got the first lick and then he would wait till your daddy get home and he got the last lick. So, um, that's kind of how my dad was, but you know, even with my dad, um, he one thing I certainly picked up from him is he's a DIYer. He's a like if he has a car, no, with all of his cars, he will fix it until he can fix it no more, and that's the only time that he takes it to a mechanic. And you know, him and my uncle, they'll they they'll work on cars all day. So, you know, and doing that, you know, he taught me. This is how you work for cars. Now, of course, I had to have an interest, but um, you know, my dad was the one who taught me how to change tires. My dad was the one who gave me the confidence and instructed me on how to change my own brakes. And you know, I put that to the test because when I went to college, my I needed new brakes. And I called my dad. I was like, you know, I went to the mechanic, or no, actually, I called him and asked him how much should I expect to pay. And he was like, now this is over the phone. Not him in like face with tools in hand. This is over the phone. And him telling me, no, you can, it's easy. You can, you can do it. And I'm like, I don't have, I've never changed brakes before in my life. I, you know, but him saying that was like, okay, well, you know, you know me. You know, you telling me I can do it, well, I can do it. So, you know, wow. he told me tools. He told me everything to get and all everything. And he, he gave me that confidence to alone jack up my car, take, you know, the wheels off and pretty much go through the process to change my brakes. So, you know, you and I, I, I have now? him on the phone. You say what? Are you still doing car work now? I remember that conversation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I'm not afraid to. And it really goes into the mindset of, you know, I like to try it before I pass it on as it being something I cannot do. Um, especially when, you know, big bucks on the line. But, you know, I certainly, um, you know, my dad, you know, he taught me how to change the brakes. So when I need new brakes, you know, it's it's my instinct to say, okay, it's easy. I just go to the store, get me the, the supplies. I mean, I was the one, currently I have a ramps in our garage. I have a jack in our garage. I buy all, all the tools. I have a circular saw, a miter saw, reciprocating. Like, so I buy tools because I know that, you know, I can do it. And if I don't know how, I'm going to try it because that's all I saw, you know. So, um, you know, my mother, she she certainly gave me the, you know, looking at women as strong figures, but still submissive figures as wives. Um, and then my father gave me the, you know, strength of like knowing how to do things that would typically be you know, a man's job or a man's task and stuff like that. And like funny story, not so funny, but when we, I wanted to do like built-in cabinets in our garage, I mean, our basement. And I went to this cabinet supplier 
and was telling him, you know, about what I wanted to do. And I drew it up and had dimensions and all this stuff. And I was telling him what type of materials. And he was saying, like, for a specific type of material, he was like, yeah, so make sure your contractor comes in and, and he knows exactly what to do. And you're definitely going to want a contractor for this because, you know, you just can't do it yourself. And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, you don't know who you're talking to. Like, <laughs> right. I can't. Don't give me a I challenge. <laughs> right. You know, so... And from that, I built cabinets. So <laughs> it's like, you know, it's it's like family, um, life. My brother, you know, you my brother doesn't come up often, so you all don't know him terribly well. But like, he was definitely not the, you know, that's my sister. I'm gonna get you. You know, leave my sister alone. He was the type to say, oh, you, all right, let me go get my sister for you. She'll fight you. And it's like, wait, you you the older brother. Like you're three years older than me. Don't don't go telling guys in the neighborhood that like I will fight them. Like you need to be fighting for me. <laughs> so like my brother didn't like pacify me. So it was nothing in my upbringing that really um kind of set that tone for like a woman needs to be, you know, quiet and pretty and beautiful. And it was like, you know you are you you come from a strong quilt you know you cut from this cloth so you know you better get with it or you know you're going to get taken advantage of and you know fortunately the culmination of all of that has certainly um helped boost my confidence and i mean and quite honestly it's not that i'm always confident you know i'm it's certain things that you know i might be i might exude this confidence in certain ways, but like, you know, when it comes to being a risk taker and, you know, quitting my job and, you know, all that stuff, I'm, I'm risk adverse sometimes. So it's like, I don't have the confidence that I really want to just jump out there. And that's when I lean on faith because, you know, God has strong, I mean, it's, again, confidence comes from a lot of places and, you know, being, um, a God-fearing person, being a spiritual person, um, and and looking at things spiritually um, and walking by faith, that certainly gives you confidence because there's a lot of times when you just don't know what to do. And when you start to really rely on the guidance of, you know, the God on God, you realize like, okay, I, I put up this request. I don't know what's going to happen, but I trust in the Lord that he knows the desires of my heart. And then you see it actually happen. It's like, oh, well, why am I not confident? Like, I should be bold. I should walk boldly into a room and tell the director that, like, no, you can't tell me that I can't move up from this position because I can't. Like, I know the God I serve. And I will. And I did. And, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that right there you know, it, it gives you that confidence. It gives you the boldness. It gives you the, the, uh, the audacity to walk into a room where you are the only brown person, the only female, and say, you know, hello, and not just sit in the corner and just kind of, you know, you, say, you sit at the front seat, pull your chair up, when they had that seat all the way in the back, you know, for you, because you're the newbie, you're not supposed to be in the front. You, you say, no, no, no. 
I'm gonna sit right here. You're gonna know that I'm here because I am here. And you're not gonna <laughs> not gonna put baby in the corner. It's like you're not gonna put me back there because I don't belong there. You know, God already told me that I don't belong there because I'm already here sitting with you all at this table. I was invited to this table for a reason. So I'm here and I'm gonna let my presence be known. Mm. So no, that's right. So um, we got a couple minutes left. I just, I have to throw one question out there. Mm -hmm. um, with you being a self-confident woman, um, how has being self-confident hindered or helped in your relationships? It is, um, so it, truthfully, it can be challenging. You know, being a, a self-confident um, well, okay, the self-confidence, I don't think is, that's the challenge. It's, it's the way I approach situations because of the confidence um, or the boldness or whatever. Uh, because, you know, speaking of the brake situation, you know, and I, I needed some new brakes on the car that I have now. And I was telling my husband, yeah, I'm going to change my brakes. He looked at me like I was crazy. Like, like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? You have money to go to the shop. I'm like, but I have money to also just go up to auto part, the auto, you know, the auto part store, get some brakes and put those things on in 20 minutes. What, what are we talking about? And, you know, it's, it's certain, it's a balance, you know, being a, a DIY person and, um, and also, you know, having this confidence and feeling like things should be done thoroughly. And then, you know, having to still kind of be a wife that needs, that wants her husband to know that, like, I do need you as my husband. I do you know, want the strength that you bring to this family and to me as a man. Mm. And I'm, you know, I, I can do a lot of things, but like, I am not the father of my children. You know, I'm, I'm not the everything. Like I, I, I'm a lot, but like, there is a space for you. So, you know, I, it's, it is very, it takes effort for me sometimes to really like, just kind of back down sometimes Ooh, it is confidence right uh, <laughs> you gotta be confident to back down yeah I mean, confident because, in who we are yeah and and it's 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 challenging when it's not your your way of being to like mm -hmm. intentionally step back take a back seat you know and, and just let him drive and just you know do his thing so Christina you're expecting a baby girl any day now congratulations so exciting. what will you teach your daughter about having self-confidence I uh I will teach her that um you know it's it's a necessity for her because if you don't kind of show people who you are, what you're willing to stand for, what you are not willing to stand for, then they will make that determination for you. Um, there have been a lot of 
kind of good misses that I've had in my past with certain, um, you know, not even relationships, but maybe almost relationships with just guys I was dealing with. Because it's like, you know, that one thing that I knew I wasn't going to stand for, they tried it. And I was like, no, nah, we good. I'm, I'm moving on. And I want her to know that her, you know, what she shows that she is willing to stand for is what, you know, she will draw, that is what she will attract. So, you know, you, if you standing for a bunch of junk and, you know, guys talking all crazy about you and not showing you respect in the way that you know that you deserve, um, because of your lack of confidence in who you are, then you will be disrespected, you know, and don't be surprised because like, you know, people will kind of, they will take it, some people will take advantage of you, you know, depending on what you, what on the limits they, they are given. So, you know, I certainly want to teach my daughter that, and not always by words, but just my, my example that, you know, she, you know, is, is beautiful, number one, that, you know, she's a child of God. Well, that's actually number one, that, you know, she's a child of God and she is favored. So like, don't stand for just anything. And that right there should give you confidence to be yourself, um, to walk gracefully, to walk into rooms thinking that, you know, not that you have to be cocky and you know, I own this room, everybody look at me, I'm so big, bad, and beautiful, but just know that, you know, you are a unique presence, um, you are a spiritual body, as well as a physical body, but you know, you have a spiritual body that, you know, should be good and should be pure, and it was given to you by God Almighty, so like, embrace that you know and you might have some we all have things in us that you know we might want to change and is not the, the societal norm or like what's most beautiful but like understand that you and yourself you know are beautiful and I you know I put <laughs> I and I in my mind I call I, I think of her not as like, you know, I think of her as like princess, not as like a, you know, oh, I'm a, you know, princess in the tower and I'm, you know, where's my prince? I'm waiting on my dear prince, but more so like you come from a royal priesthood, you know, <laughs> this is not, you're not trash and scum on the street. You might not live in a castle. We might not be driving the fanciest cars. We might not be flowing and with dough and you might not see money out the you know, flowing from every corner and crevice, but, you know, you come from royal blood, you know, divine blood, and embrace that, so um, I certainly, you know, will pass all of, you know, my wisdom down to her, because it has carried me through life, and uh, I'm, I'm totally grateful for, you know, what my parents and my family passed down, um, what I have, I guess, experienced that kind of shaped me from past relationships and just friends. And quite honestly, you know, you two have certainly given me a certain amount of 
confidence in being a wife because marriage is not easy. So when I look at you two and looking at, you know, your relationships and we're in the same generation and I know plenty of people in my generation who have not, who had marriages that have not lasted, but, you know, I certainly think it was uh, God sent that you two ladies and your families are in my life because, you know, it, it's an example of, you know, a families in faith that put that first and continue to try to, you know, through all the challenges and all that we go through and endure, like get understanding of your partner to keep moving forward versus like, oh, I'm done with this relationship and whatever. So, um, you know, hopefully- That's why that's I be getting my readings and my my books and my uh, book alerts and- That last clip she could catch. And marriage <laughs> retreats. Oh, I didn't send it to Christina. I'm gonna send to her my marriage retreat information. I'm just, I'm gonna, I just wanna put that out there. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and it's, it's necessary because it's it's not, you know, it's, it has its ups and it, marriage has its ups and it has its downs. And, you know, again, with being like, I guess, an alpha female and my husband is the alpha male, there is, there, there can, there are often clashes because, you know, sometimes I don't feel like backing down. <laughs> I wasn't raised to back down, but it's something that I had to kind of learn over time, you know, to just, you know, I'm not always right, you know, and more importantly, I should be righteous. So, um, yeah, I certainly will give that to my, my daughter as well as my son. Like, you know, go for it, try it, do it. I'm not going to help you every time you say help. Like, I want to see you try it first. And then I know you need my help, but you need to know that you can do it first before submitting to the idea that I can't. See, I see now I'm going to be sending my little ladies over to Auntie Christina so that they can learn how to change some tires and Auntie Crystal so that they can learn how to be a wife. <laughs> I mean, thank Christina, thank you for coming and sharing. I, I wanted to say when I, one of the things I heard um, from you two today in this call, which I, I, I think we don't pay quite as much to um, is the, because in both of you spoke about how you're your mom's influenced how you are as far as like, you can get out there, you can go do it in that confidence, you know, it's almost like suck it up. Now I have a suck it up mom too, you know, one of those who like, okay, you know, you fell in her knee, put a bandaid on it and move on, right? You know, it's like, there's no pity here. As a matter of fact, to this day, my mother says, uh, Major Payne's famous line, you get no sympathy for me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but what I, I what I think this is probably another call, but the impact of how they were brought up and their parents, yeah. their grandparents have influences and it still lives today. So it's like when we talk about generational generational curses, generational wealth, because wealth is not money, solely money, it's information and courage and strength and all those other different factors. I hear that that coming from just how your parent, your moms specifically influenced who you are today. So we might take them with their good, their bad, and their ugly. <laughs> but, you know, for what it's worth, I just think that the good that they put into both of you, particularly when it comes to your self-confidence and your self-worth and um, who you are and what you've done and how you, you know, uh, achieved the things you've achieved to this day is just a, a wonderful thing. So I'm thankful to your moms for that reason. 
just put that out. Yeah, yeah. Ken- Kendra, I-, I have to add to that. When I think about my closest girlfriends and you two, I mean, outside of my my family, you you two are uh, the ladies that I've spent the most time with, particularly in the last like five years, if not more. A lot of my, the majority of my girlfriends are bold. They are, um, they, you know, can carry, they handle their own weight. They're great wives. They're great mothers. Um, they just handle their business. There's not a whole lot of excuses taking place. Um, I think some of us need to, to, to kind of pour into vulnerability um, and identifying what that looks like. But for but the majority of my girlfriends are like, look, look let's handle business. What we got to do today? You know, so, and, and I do, I, I appreciate, um, I appreciate our sister's community. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel the same way. And then, I mean, quite honestly, you can have a lot of that and just really think about confidence. You can exude a lot of that and not be confident. You know, a lot of people put on and like they go out the door and they're like powerhouse and I'm, I'm the boss and I'm all of these things and are really suffering on the inside. Mm, and um, it really, you know, takes, in my opinion, you know, faith. You say what? That was pressure from society that has a lot to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. And just, you know, and and just pressure, pressure from a lot of places, quite honestly, but, you know, you can, you can just, you can put on a, a, a good face and a good show and then go home and it's just, you're suffering because, you know, something in you is saying like, I'm still not good enough. I'm still not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm still not, you know, where I need to be or whatever. And it's a certain, you know, comfort with yourself and um, that self-love in addition to the self-confidence um, that really allows you to just say, you know what, this, this day is what it is. Let me stop trying to, you know, make it perfect. My hair today is what it is, but I'm still fly. Like it might be happy, kinky, mad and everything, but I'm fly. And I don't need to go on social media and tell everybody I'm fly put on a whole bunch of risque clothing and say, look at me and, and click and like so I can see that people say I'm fly. But just to know sitting in your house, I'm fly and I look good. I'm sexy with it too. So, you know, it's, it, it takes, you, you got to be comfortable in your own skin. And, you know, it's not, it's not about what other people are thinking. It's really, it's really not. You know, it's, it's a, something that has to be in your own core that you feel and once and if you are convinced by it it radiates and you don't have to say anything it'll just radiate Mm -hmm. so um so yeah you know well it radiates with you um my sister moving forward um how can if we have um you know our audience members who want to who want to follow you and learn more about you is there a social media page or a website where they can contact you so my social media page i am on instagram i'm on facebook too but i don't i can't i don't log into facebook often but my ig handle is miss.gaming um maybe i'll change that soon <laughs> but <laughs> It's M-S dot G-A-Y-M-O-N. 
So it's Miss Gate, Miss Dot Gateman. So okay. that's, that's how folks can find me, uh, IG me, or DM me, and, um, and yeah, you know, I, I love to hear from people to just hear, you know, what folks think and you know their idea of confidence because. This is my my perspective and my upbringing and my idea of self-confidence and where I got mine from, but I'm sure there are so many different um, ways that people have, you know, gotten their own self-confidence or not and, and might want to just talk about it and, you know, maybe going through something that they want to share. And I might, you know, have a little something that I could contribute or, you know, something that I need to hear personally to help me be better. I'm open to that too. So um DM me y'all right now well thank you Christina for joining us Ken thank you for being my co-host as usual we will check you guys on our next sisters podcast in the meantime have a great weekend thank you for listening to sisters we hope that you enjoyed our latest podcast want to hear more Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And be sure to check out our website at www.mysisters.com.